The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Thursday, boys and girls. Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapin, Matt Peralt, Thursday, double guest Thursday. This is a bit of a rarity for us to have not one, but two guests. Dave's wearing San Diego. I'm wearing the old San Diego, now the LA Chargers. Same logo, I guess you could say. Didn't even realize that. That's good. Spanky will be in here talking about Bet Bash yes. in about 10 minutes. So yes. stay tuned for that. And then Mark Melusis will come in from yes. WPIX and other entities. Talk about the Yankees who lost again last night. <laughs> Complete tailspin. <laughs> down, 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 down. Whoops. Yep. Bye bye. So it's fun. And we have Aaron Judge saying, you know, I'd be cool if the record got broken after like eight months of me owning the record. Go ahead, break it. Sure. Right. It would be. What's exciting. he supposed to say, P. Ralt? Right. It's exciting. Sure. Whatever. It's you exciting. Want. It is exciting. Yeah. It's really, it's so exciting to have my record be shattered in less than a year. Great. But we'll see what happens with <laughs> all of that and how that winds up going and the way that that whole thing is going to be situated. So. My gut tells me there may be a little chaos here because it's summertime and the girls now are starting to get a little bit, the word is, bored. Starting to figure these things out. They've been in a house for a week. It was 115 degrees every day. So the neighborhood friend has a, I've been telling her that you can't knock on the door after 10 o'clock because we do the show. So if you're going to come over, you got to come over at 10. Yesterday, 10 o'clock on the nose, boom, came right in perfectly. Right, perfect. So- 
I said, hey, we're starting the show about 10, 15, 10, 30 today. So like you got to if you're going to come over and you want to play with Madeline, that's fine. But like otherwise, Maddie's in the house till we're done with the, done with the show. Shows right. about two hours. Come in. So at some point, my gut tells me my daughter's going to come in here because I told her, do not open the door on any. I said, if you're bleeding or if you're seriously in trouble, then you can knock on the door. Otherwise, I do not want to hear you knock on the door. And I, I made it very clear. The door is not to be knocked on. You don't need, I, I've given you food, water, and entertainment. You are good to go for two hours. You're nine years old. You can take care of yourself. You're a good, I know you can do it. I've seen you do it many a times. My gut tells me that they're going to be knocking the door and she's going to say something crazy. It's going to be just one of those days. So it's just minus 400 that she's going to knock on the door. 100%. I totally completely agree and with you that. Can lay it for the limit. <laughs> That it's going to happen at some point because I just I tried to lay the down the you know the law, but you know, dad, sometimes you get that look, they're listening, but they're not listening. Oh in yeah. one ear, out the other, and you know, yeah. whatever kick in it kicks in an hour. So hopefully it's during the interview and you can carry it with Spanky or Mark or something and we'll figure it out. So oh yeah. Well, I mean, you talk about chaos. I I'm I'm waiting anxiously for a glass repair guy to come oh. in the doorbell to ring for a mobile glass repair guy to fix a, a, a back rear window of grandma's car. So summer's getting crazy and we're you, only a way, month away from school starting. Thank goodness. Have you ever seen a guy do it? Have you ever seen how they do it? It's fascinating. It's wild. The seal that they create and how the, <laughs> oh. it just pops right out and how it comes, but they put it in and it looks like it was never different. It looks brand new. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It is pretty amazing. Be thankful it's the back and not the front, though, because the new front windshields with all the technology that they've got locked into the back of the rear view mirror, mm -hmm. whole different animal. Oh, much more complicated, much more difficult to do. They need certain types of vehicles, certain type of companies do certain types of vehicles. Oh, because a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you see on your screens are it's it's in a computer system in the back of the of the rear view mirror. This is the automotive portion of the show. <laughs> so, by the yes. BVB and so like Paul, your hit the like know, button, hit the subscribe. Any type button, of like please. radar, any type of uh, any type of oh. cruise control, any type oh. of like I don't know if the vehicle has it or not, but some of the newer vehicles have on your dash. You can see it. It'll tell you the speed limit. It'll tell you you know what's going on around around you. All that stuff is processed from the computer in the back of the uh rear view mirror so you smash oh. the windshield you gotta do all that so it can be a lot more rear view the the, the rear window way easier way simpler quicker oh. deal you know oh i was right look at that uh knock on the door happened at 10 20 wow already I, happened. <laughs> I already, thought it was gonna be around 11 already happened <laughs> it's just okay i knew it was gonna happen no i knew i knew she was so she was late she knew she was supposed right. to come over before 10 15 i'm so what do you need to do go get her in the door no go get her I mean, in the door now before spiky gets her go get her in the door so your mind is settled i don't want anything to happen during the thing go get her and just settle it right now i got it go okay. go relax take a deep breath not lying Guys, my goodness, he's, he's going to be yelling and then all this other stuff. We'll just get this settled out of the way. We knew the door was going to knock. We knew it was easy. It was a low number. I was trying to be polite. We knew it was going to be at least minus a thousand. Um, yeah, so he'll be back. The San Diego thing wasn't even planned. Literally he showed up in a Charger hat. I don't know why, but it's what he's wearing. Padres, we'll talk about that. They're playing right now. Game under, first five under. Snell don't give up no runs. 21 inning scoreless streak. 
He hasn't I, given up more than two I, runs in a start since May 25th. I have no, I have no say in my own house. None. Nothing. Welcome to my world. What's the no. problem? She let her in the house. She's not allowed to open the door. She's not allowed to open the door or let somebody in the house. I come upstairs. The, the, the neighbor's kid right there. It's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I let her in. Madeline, I, I specifically told you this is not supposed to happen while I'm on the air. Right, so, so now, she, what what part of you not having control of your own house do you not understand? This is this is the beginning of the rest of your life. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I can't believe what just, I cannot believe what I just saw when I walked upstairs. What are they having tea? What are they having? What are, what are they, they doing? Were they, having me, tea? they were writing me a note together to say I went to Julia's house. Well, they were going to leave. <laughs> they were going to leave. They were going to slide a note under the door. Oh, and say, bye. Oh, at, at nine years old. Oh, two nine-year-olds. We're going to Julia's house, which is four doors down. Leave, at least they're going to leave me a note. At least I wouldn't like come upstairs that's and maybe good. gone. The notes are huge. You got to leave notes. <laughs> so that's good. All right. Well, I mean, at least they weren't making lunch. It could have been a disaster. I made Madeline lunch. She's, she's got it upstairs. It was all, I had it all set up. She was all good to go. And now, so welcome to summer in Vegas, boys and girls, <laughs> where it's 100 degrees outside and they want to go play outside. So let them. I, I did. I said, go ahead. I'd screen said, them up and go. It's 90, 96 degrees and go outside and then they're going to go play at Julia's house. So I'll see you at, in two hours. I said, bye. Goodbye. So we're all, we're all good. So we're, we're set up. I just can't believe I walked upstairs. I was like, Maddie, I told you not to open the door. Right. She said, well, Julia let herself in. <laughs> said the door was locked. What do you mean she let herself in? I locked the, the stories door. are amazing. Aren't they? They had to just come up with something like quick, like it is completely false. And they look right at you and go, oh, she let herself in. Herself in. <laughs> what? Wait, she got a key. Wait, yeah, how right? does she know the combination? What are you talking about? <laughs> I locked the door, Maddie. So you know yeah. there's doors locked. So before I check all the doors before I wind up doing it, I don't I don't hey. have these situations. So yeah. oh my goodness gracious, welcome to the wonderful world of summer in Las Vegas. So <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. I know you're talking baseball. We'll get back to talking about that. That's fine. Uh, I just I had for to those of you who are betting golf, there's a yeah. there's a there's an amateur who leads the Open Championship currently, which is just like, excuse me. Well, he tied with Fle- Fleetwood, tied him right. Yeah. I think yep. Fleetwood got there, so now we're going to have first round leader. You know, He's, dead heat rules and all that. Do, other do stuff. you have anybody in terms of like Tommy Fleetwood's one of my dudes? I want him to win a major so desperately. Mm-hmm. He's a leprechaun. He's little, awesome accent, right? He's such a fun. I want him to win a major. Did you just call Tommy Fleetwood a leprechaun? He is. He's a little dude. He's great. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. I love the flowing hair. He's just, he's now the guy, right? I mean, Ricky's still the guy. Fowler's still the guy. Everybody wants to win a major. But to me, it's not Fowler. It's Fleetwood. I would love okay. to see him win this championship. Do you want to see Fleetwood? I would love it. Huge start, but this is where he's had good starts and bad finishes in majors. Let's see if he can put four rounds together. But Zing was talking about this all morning. The average score of the of the winner of the Open Championship over the last ten years is something like is sixty seven. That was the first time in a little bit that you did an over to over to <laughs> over to over. What was it? What was the number? Over to what? Sixty seven is the number. First round leader. First round average score of the of the winner of the Open Championship is sixty seven. Huh. So Fleetwood's there. He's there. But for a lot of guys. Not great. Rory's still on the course. Rom's still on the course. But there's been some big numbers being chucked up. 
Yeah. And they said it's going to get, this is going to be the best day. Yeah. What, what, that weather thing that we were talking yesterday, today's the best day. Next three days, not a, no, 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 not good. Right. It's going to howl. It's going to be, it's going to be hard. Today's the scoring day. Yeah. Well, um, I was texting. I was up early. I mean, we were talking late and then I went to sleep and I got up early and it was yeah. on and I was started watching it and I got caught up in it. I was like, who's this guy leading? So I started <laughs> texting. Um, who Who is Christo? Like his first name is Christo. Christo Lembrick. Yeah, I don't even know how to even Lembrick. Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds about right. South but, African, right? An amateur mm. leading after the first round. And a couple of guys like Carver I talked to via text and he said, who is this guy? He said, he won't be around by Saturday. <laughs> Like Saturday, he just dismissed them. So Got hot. it's wide open. It's golf betting. It's wide open. Mm. Speaking of wide open, Bet Bash coming to Las Vegas. You ready for our guy? Coming for this. Yeah, I mean, you we got we got to talk to this guy about this Bet Bash thing. There's tweets. There's uh, talking people. See, well, I'll ask him about Roxy. <laughs> All sorts of fun stuff going on. Look at this guy. Headset. Hey, that's how I do, guys. Sorry. Oh, no. Thank you, joining the BVB. This is history, my friend. Welcome oh, in. How are you? Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me on, fellas. It's been a long time coming. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking the time to join us. You're very busy, and you just came back from a nice trip. That's the first question I have for you. How was the trip? How long did you spend? And how did you take the whole family with all them kids and pull that off? Uh, you know, we, we spent a month in Italy, um, and it was a pretty good trip. You know, went around everywhere, rented a car, uh, like a nine-passenger minivan, um, and, and went around, started in Milan, went to Venice, Verona, you know, Padua, down at Assisi, on the East Coast, uh, down to Bari, uh, went to Naples, um, uh, Rome, uh, wind up uh, um, going in f- to Florence, and, um, and then we came home. So. What was your favorite thing that you saw? Uh, well, I, I just liked what I ate. We could talk about what I ate. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> the food I, I was really, good as advertised? Oh, my God. It was just incredible. Oh. We, I had some meat sauce that some Italian grandma spent like 10 hours making. Uh, you know. Oh. And let me tell you, but I, I, I didn't know meat sauce could taste like that. <laughs> was, it, was it wild boar? What was the meat? No, it wasn't. It was it was there was beef and pork. It was like a mix of okay. things. It was in Naples, actually. It's called the ragu okay. de uh, Napoli, and it was yep. just you know. And I would think the best meat sauce would be in Bologna and you know bolognese sauce, but no, uh, the best meat sauce I actually had was in Naples, and, and just you know, unbelievable. unbelievable. My grandmother, rest in peace, might get upset about this because she's one hundred percent Sicilian or was. She's she does she thinks that the wild boar over there that that over here we don't have anything like that here and over there their meat sauce in Sicily blows away everything else. Never Absolutely. had it, and I've had it. I've had the wild boar um at one, and I had oxtails and another Ooh. joint. It was just Ooh. incredible, just really good. Just trying different things, uh, it was just just great, great time. Was the pasta different? Every p- pasta was cooked al dente, perfect every time. I, I've never. And in, in, in I probably, out of 30 days, I probably had pasta, I don't know, 25 out of 30 days <laughs> okay. during one meal. And I never had one bad plate of pasta, not one. 
That's phenomenal. Fantastic. All right, so Bet Bash is happening. For those people that may not be aware of what Bet Bash is, explain the origins of this and what's going to happen coming up here in August. So Bet Bash is a sports betting networking conference. I started two years ago. You, you know, we started it one night in Jersey City, New Jersey, my hometown, um, where I was born and raised, and. Um, about 200, 220 people showed up, and it was great, but it was just one night. And, you know, the biggest complaint we got is I want more. So then last year, I, you know, I talked to Derek Stevens, Matt Metcalf at the Circa. I said, I want to bring a party to Vegas. I want to have, you know, multiple days. Um, Derek said, let's do it. So I brought that bash last year um, to the circuit. It was four days. Um, and now we're coming back for our second year at Circa, Bet Bash 3, a four-day event, August 8th through the 11th. Uh, sports betting networking, essentially any book bookmakers, sports bettors, anybody that wants to become a better better um, comes to Bet Bash. You learn from other people, you network, you kind of um, have meetings, create synergies. There's four open bars, so you have a great time. And, um, you know, it's uh, all the details are on our website, betbash.co. So, Spike. Tell people, because perception of it based on gambling Twitter, and we'll get to that in a second. That's a whole nother thing because we're going to do a panel on that and all this other stuff. But is that this is for only someone that really knows what they're talking about or is connected with people. And you've talked about it. I've seen it. Matt and I were there last year. Novice bettors will get something out of this just as much as a experienced better, right? Novice bettors will probably get more out of it because you know you're going to be you know you're going to be able to speak to experienced bettors, walk up to them, ask them questions, and experienced bettors love to meet novice bettors only because a lot of novice bettors might have outs or something that they might be able to do something <laughs> with. So there's always there's there's always a connection that can be made. But absolutely, so many novice bettors came last year and they're not novice anymore, and, and that's the God's honest truth. There's so many guys that came in. Um, um, you know, uh, didn't know anything about sport. You know, they, they knew a little bit, um, but, you know, then they came and now, you know, they're making a, a I don't want to say a living, but they're making a nice side income betting sports um, all from the connections they made at Bet Bash. Some people hmm. actually turned semi-pro and, and are making a living doing this. Um, I'm telling you, it's the who's who of sports betters going to be there. Billy Walters is going to be at Bet Bash. Um, so, you know, I can't stress it enough, um, and I'm not doing this to sell tickets or whatever. You know, I'm going to be losing money running this conference. I did this, you know, the motivation behind Bet Bash is to try to create synergies and try to meet people to try to build up my betting business. Because first and foremost, I'm a sports better, but I can't walk into a casino and say, hey, I'm spanky, can I get an account? They'll say the door is right over there. Get the hell out of here. So I get out of here. It's not going to happen. So I need guys to be able to partner up with and to be able to make connections with. And uh, and we found a lot of those guys last year, and we hope to find more this year. Um, and you know, listen, I like to have a cocktail or three, and, and I like to have a good time. So that's another thing. If, if you know, it's not all about sports betting. If you like to have a good time, maybe talk sports. Then mm. this is also for you. You don't have to be completely business oriented, although some people are. Um, and, and you don't have to be, you know, just, you know, you could be in between, have a little bit of business, a little bit of pleasure. Um, it's great. I, you know, we're going to have some panels. Dave's going to be on one of the panels. Um, and um, and I, I can't wait. You know what I mean? You, anything you guys want to talk about, Bash, I'm here, I'm here to help. The 
Circa property seems to be the perfect place to hold this, right? Because you have the Legacy Club, which you guys did an awesome drink party up there, which I'm assuming you're going to do it again. You've got the conference room areas where you had the different panels, and then obviously the book that's there where you guys can get down who want to go there and and, and play expense. How has it been partnering up with Circa, and what's been the response from folks coming back for year two? Well, here's the thing. We're running a we're running a conference that's trying to educate sports betters on how to become better betters. How crazy would it be if we ran it at a joint that says, Hey, listen, you can come better better, but not at my joint. You know, what I, mean? I don't want to take your action. So that wouldn't make any sense, right? So that's why the only place we could partner up and have this conference is with Circa. Because Circa doesn't care how smart you are. You know, you can have tomorrow's newspaper and you can still bet with them. Um, they're not gonna care. Um, you know, whereas, you know, not every other joint can, can say that. So that's why Circa is the perfect partner for Bet Bash. They're all about sports betting education. They, you know, they want people to become better betters and they'll take your action no matter how sharp, square, anywhere in between you are. There's a lot of fun things planned, a lot of fun panels. There's going to be a lot of, you know, people that, I mean, it's become like a reunion. It's an excuse for us living in Vegas to see a lot of guys that don't live in Vegas and we get to, you know, touch base. And, you know, we, I mean, we all got to see Dink last year at Bet Bash. That was one thing I'll never forget. And, but another thing that, you know, a lot of people are never going to forget is you talking to Billy Walters one on one. What? And you better have some notes, Spank. Are you ready for this interview? Because Billy's ready to talk, and you're going to be the one asking the questions. Uh, you know, I only have an hour. That, that's the only bad thing. <laughs> I can't get all my shit in in an hour. <laughs> right. I, I just can't. And, and I can ask Billy one question. He could probably go an hour on one question if you let him. So, you know, I, I this got is my... the key, Spank. You know, yeah. I've learned a lot doing a lot of these shows. Don't ever give him the mic. And try mm. to keep him to like two to three minutes unless he's really deep, like, and then just do a follow-up question and keep it moving because moving. he's got so That's much it. to say, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's going to be, his book is coming out all, a couple of weeks after Bet Bash. Mm. So we're going to touch a little bit on that, but I'm going to take this from an angle of, from a sport, a professional sports better. I'm going to ask him questions. Uh, I'm going to get into the weeds on sports betting. So everything's nice. going to be you know, sports betting related on things that if you're a sports better, you're going to appreciate, you know, because he's going to be going right after Bet Bash the next week and a half. He's going to be going on a media tour. He'll be on the Today mm-hmm. Show. He's going to be on Good Morning America. He's going to be on all these shows. And nobody's going to really get deep in sports betting with him. They're going to ask him about all this legal stuff and all this other stuff. I told him, listen, but I don't care about any of that stuff. We're going to be able to read the book and hear about it. I just want to know, you know. How do you, you know, my first question is, how do you do it? Like, how did you do it all these years? And how did you stay on top? What's the secret sauce? And see what he says. You know what I mean? Right. He might say no comment. And I go to the next <laughs> I'm going to try to have him slip up and try to let him say things and give us a nugget. Because the guy is, without a doubt, without question, the number one sports better that has ever in our generation or anybody. He is the best in the world. Yeah. And and he has stayed on top for so long, and um and he's not just respected but feared by bookmakers all around the world. So you know it's not every day that I get a chance to do this, and um I'm so excited, and I you know he's for him to agree to do this was was an honor. So I, I can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Specky, last year during the conference, during Bet Bash, there was a lot of conversations about the relationship between the better and the book, that the bookmaker and sports better relationship was not good, that it needed to be better. And one of the goals of Bet Bash was to try to make it better. 
Are we any different a year later or is it in the same situation? You know, it's a shame. To, to, I, I think we are in the same situation. And I think that that, that that has, you know, just the environment, you know what I mean? There's The days are gone where you get a chance to communicate with your bookmaker on a phone, where you have a conversation with the guy, where you get to see him eye to eye. Everything is done on apps. Everything is completely virtual now where there's no relationships anymore. And if you don't have a relationship, it's so easy to limit somebody or kick somebody out when you don't got to look them in the eye. Um, and I think that's the problem that, that, that happens. But you know what? There are going to be bookmakers that are going to show up and people, you know, and they're going to answer questions and, and address customers. And, 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 and that's what it's all about. Listen, if I'm a bookmaker, I don't want to address my customer and I don't want to talk to them and tell them why I make certain decisions and why not. Like last year, Johnny Avello from DraftKings, he showed up and listen, he just said, listen, this is how it is. What do you want? You know, and he kind of described it and, 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 you know, Johnny was working, been working at the wind for decades before that. And he kind of, you know, pled his case and then that's it. And people could agree to disagree, but at least there's a conversation happening. And that's what we want. We want to be able to have, have that open line of communication between betters and bookmakers and not have that confrontational relationship, not have that, you really, you know, uh, some of my best friends in the world are my bookmakers. Um, and that's just how it is. And then, and, and, you know, it, it's it, sure. I'm trying to take their money. They're trying to take mine. But that doesn't mean we can't be friends. That doesn't mean we can't have a cordial relationship, a business relationship, a friendly relationship. And, and, and that's my kind of my goal to kind of, you know, bring not just betters with betters together, but also bring betters and bookmakers together. It has to happen that way. It's worked best that way from the days years ago. I mean, I was in Curacao and I've, I, you know, a guy, we'll call him uh, Butchie. You probably know him by. I mean, we talk a lot and we all know each other. Everybody's trying to get the best number. If you beat the guy to the number, that's fine. If I beat you to the number, Moose, that's fine. The relationship has to be there. Now, you can make a lot of assumptions in the modern day bookmaking or dressmaking, as you call it. You put somebody in a bucket and put them in a wrong limit category, which is nothing because what? They, they, they won a couple bets or they beat the number. That's the game. And that's the problem. Speaking of odds, you got this spank odds thing going on the side too, Spanky. There's a lot of people talking about it. There's a lot of people using it all over the world. What are you trying to do? Reinvent everything and completely turn this topsy-turvy? See you later, Don Best. Hello, spank odds. What are you doing with this? You know what? It's funny you say that. They like I, I, you know, Don Best. I've I've been a customer of Don Best for a long time, and then until they went corporate, and nobody gave a shit. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the it. thing. It just happens. Like you know, what I mean, like, you know, it, it just. I used to know a lot of people that worked there, and they were my friends. And I could call somebody up and get something done. Now those days are gone. I'm just being honest. Like you know what I mean? It just it just nobody I, answers the phones. So, right? you know, there you go. You know what I mean? So you you said it best. And, and that's the thing. And I'm like, I can't just sit around and let this happen. There's an opening here. I have my odd screen and I've had it internally for years and years. Let me put this out there. It's free until it isn't. And I'm going to try to listen. I'm not being, a, I'm not the, you know, I'm not Saint Spanky here. I'm not giving it out for free forever. I'm trying to get you all addicted like crack. And then I'm going to start charging. <laughs> like I'm just being honest. Like, so honest, eventually, honest. that's honest. <laughs> this could be. 
It's the truth. Like I'm not, that's what people are like, oh, thank you, Spake. You're such a nice guy. I'm not a nice guy. I'm trying to get you addicted. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the first hit when you, you know, any drug dealer will tell you, you the first deal you make, you give him the best shit, and then you give him the crap afterwards. Just like right. you know, not that I know anything about drug dealers. No, no. Anybody listening, no, you know what I mean? Please. <laughs> Holy shit, I gotta be careful. But yeah. Um that, that's what it is. So, you know, I, I'm again, I'm 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 just if I see an opening, if I see something, something missing. Bet Bash, you know, and Spank Odds, I'll try to fill in that void. If somebody wants to, to see it, how can they go find Spank Odds? Yeah, SpankOdds.com. You just sign up. You'll get a download email link, and then you just download it and sign. It'll send you your credentials, and you just sign in, and that's it. And, like, you know, it's hard to get on the screen. That was always a big deal, right? Even when I was, you know, down in Curacao and being here in, in the States and you know, you get on a screen and then another book just appears on the screen and they had all this stuff. How do you pick a book to get on the screen at Spank Arts? So people email us all the time, a lot of bookmakers. And, um, you know, the first question I ask is, who the hell are you? You know what I mean? If I don't <laughs> know who they are, question. that's the first question. And then I do my research and I have a staff that does it. Does this guy, is this bookmaker stiff in anybody? If there is one stiff complaint, he ain't coming on. You're not even Perfect. considered. Sorry. Right. You got to pay your customers. Right. And again, these are for the offshore world. Right. Anybody yeah. obviously regulated, you know, and, and again, now if you kick people out, if I, if I, if I made that restriction, you know, spank odds will have one or two shops out there. So, so you, you can't, I can't make, I can't make that a criteria, but you, you know, you got to pay your customers. That's the thing. If you want to kick somebody out, no problem. Just pay them. Um, and, and you know, once we do that, um, and then we vet them that way and then we put them on and, and, you know, there's a lot of short books, a lot of guys, you know, unheard of books that are just on spank odds um mm. so um yeah you're right they do I, I i'm trying to bring that back that prestige of being on an odd right. screen because not everybody was you know in the, Don, the heyday of don best not everybody got a chance to be on don best it wasn't just okay well to, no you got to be you know respectable and you got to be able to, to, to pay your customers in a timely manner and treat customers with, you know with a, a little bit of decency so mm. Uh, back to Bet Bash for a second. If someone's listening in our audience and they've got the time to come to Vegas, how can they get tickets? How can they come to Vegas? What's the best way to get more information on Bet Bash and how they can come in to go to it? Yeah, the website is betbash.co. That gives you the whole itinerary, the whole schedule, gives you all the panel information. You can be able to buy tickets there. Um, you know, one of the biggest things on Bet Bash this year is we're starting the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. And um, and this is something that I've been wanting to do for three years. Um, I kept it since the first Bet Bash, but I kept it boiling inside of me until the mm -hmm. right time. Um, I pitched it to Metcalf and Derek Stevens. And um, and Derek Stevens is going to tear down a wall in his sports book, in the circus sports book, to put in the sports. They're game doing ball. it now, Spank. I was there last week. They're there doing you go. It now. So this yeah. is like, you know what I mean? For them to be able to do that, um, and this is the kind of guy Derek is. He it's all about honoring the past. When you go up to Legacy Club, you see busts of everybody that's built Las Vegas to what it is today, um, and he cares about people that have paved the way. So why not do that for the sports gambling business? Why not do that for the betters and bookmakers that have come before us? That have you know you know guys like you know Billy Walters, you mm -hmm. know for instance, or or, or, or you know the, the whole list, Lefty Rosenthal, Bob Martin. You know when you hear Bob Martin, that name. 
any old timer, you know, that yeah. was before my time, they're like, there's nobody better in the world. It's the right. best bookmaker that ever lived. Yeah. Bob Morton. You know, when you wanted to know what the line was, it's Bob Morton. And then after Bob Morton came Roxy Roxborough, who's another mm. Hall of Famer. So, you know, I wanted to build this thing and I built the committee. You know, it's not like, hey, Spanky, why don't you put this kind of – I don't even make a decision on who goes. I don't even have a vote. I built a 16-person committee. You got to have a 75% approval rating to be able to get into this Hall of Fame. This is a completely democratic process, completely legit. And and believe me, the guys, this class, there's going to be five living, five in memoriam. They're going to be inducted. And then it will just keep building and building year after year. Is Roxy coming? Is he going to be there? Roxy's not just coming. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame induction. Right. Okay. Because the outfit, I mean, the outfits generally are unbelievable. His induction ceremony outfit, I can't wait to see what Roxy pulls out. (laughs) The hat hat alone is going to be worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's nobody that dresses sharper than Roxy. Yeah. I was just, I was going to, that was going to be one of my last questions. So I'm glad, Matt, you asked that. This was the last one for me, Spank, before we let you go, where Matt has a follow-up. Are you going to have like a guy like Springer had up on the stage for any of these panels? Because you got me up there with Ravel, Pizzola, and Kanish with Sammy P moderating. People are telling me they want to come just for that panel. That's how much fireworks they're expected. Do I need to wear my hockey Jerry, equipment Jerry. or something like this? Yeah, I don't want right, – exactly. you understand what could happen here, Spike. Uh, I, I don't know. I remember that bald guy, Steve, that used to yeah, – Steve, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. You know what? I, now that you said it, I you know I, I didn't think of it. <laughs> you requested, Dave, I'm going to make sure we're going to have a Steve up there for you. Don't right. worry about it. we got a couple guys in the brigade who watch the show who are gigantic human beings. I might have to bring them in and just stand there on the end of the stage in case Kanish gets out of control or Ravel starts barking about something. Everybody uh, can just settle it down because that yeah. panel is going to be fire. But, oh. no, it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait to see you. Um, you know, and, and share some time on the way out. Everything else, you, you got anything else you want to drop? I mean, I saw uh, I saw Roxy's preview, mm. you know, yesterday on the Twitter. Anything else you want to mention on the way no, out? Just, just, you know, check us out uh, at bet underscore bash, betbash.co, at bet underscore bash on Twitter. I did a couple of Twitter spaces to kind of answer some questions. You know, if people are on the fence, if you want to hear what it's all about, get into more into detail. You know, uh, um, I, I strongly encourage everybody to come along. There's a video from last year, you mm. know, kind of showing the testimonies. Um, it's going to be a blast. You guys were there last year, and, and you guys, I know it's, you know, we're, we're going to have such a great time. I can't wait to see you guys, and I can't wait. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming. It's been, you know, last bet bash was in April, um, so now now we're in August. Right. So it's it's been a, it's been about a year and a half. So I can't wait for uh, for um, you know this to take place. Spanky, thanks for the time, man. Best of luck on the final preparations. August eighth, we'll see you in Vegas for bet bash three uh, coming up here in August. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you, fellas. See you, brother. That is Spanky joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Good to get him on. Let me get everything situated on on this type of thing. There's so many guys in this space that, you know, you don't know. Like, you know, on Twitter, there's a lot of people that have a perception and all this other stuff. He's a regular dude, man. He got a big family talking about going to Italy for a month and putting this all together. And. I mean, that was as refreshingly honest as you could possibly get. You know, they're looking for customers. They're looking for account. They're looking for, you know, he's going to talk to Billy Walters for an hour. 
I guarantee that never in his life did he think he would have a sit down mm. with Billy Walters. Unless it was something of, else. <laughs> Unless it was something else. In front of 500 people. <laughs> yes. Right. Different type of sit down. <laughs> Different type of sit down. Exactly. Well said. Yes. So. That was good. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be fun. I mean, look, we, we talked about this a lot, but August is going to be in kind of the brigade practice service uh, kind of kind of walks right into this. But I mean, you've got August 8th, which is a Tuesday all the way through that. I mean, I, I put it to the 12th because most people will stay over Saturday night and leave on Sunday, but technically it all wraps up on Saturday night. Sunday's a travel day, but so it's eight, eight, it's the 8th to the 12th here at Vegas. Then the Westgate Super Contest weekend is the following weekend. Right. Then the Circa Million Survivor weekend is the following weekend after that. Right. So it is going to be just a ton of things going on, a ton of action, a lot of things happening leading up to, oh yeah, by the way, the games start after that. <laughs> we have football season after that to yeah. come in. So that's going to be a, 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 lot of, a lot of fun just going to see how it all plays out over the month of August. But if you're coming in for any of those opportunities, we'll talk more about the proxy service later, but that's why it's going to be one of those like, okay, um, let's go. <laughs> we got to get ourselves together here with this. So I just, I just got a text about the, the proxy service right now oh, good. Um, for that following weekend. So phenomenal. It's, it's, it's coming like Super Bowl in February is going to be a different thing. Like oh. we've been to the Super Bowl twice. Now we got a home game. Yep. It's going to be surreal. I don't know if we're going to sleep much. I got to be, I, I, this month of August is going to be really busy. There's going to be a lot of things going on. I can't wait. A lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces. Um, that, that'll start off the whole month uh, with a bang for sure. Yeah. And then we go all the way to Labor Day. And then Labor Day being the first big weekend for college football. And then we get to the first weekend of the NFL on the 10th of September. And it's just away we go. So it's, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I'm looking forward to that college football weekend, that weekend before Labor Day weekend. Week zero? That's not week zero. Week zero is the week before that. That's week one. Week one is before Labor Day? It's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So that's week before is week zero. The week so before the week, is the last week you, of August. Right, yes. which is week zero. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's games before. I got college football games before that. That's what? week zero. What? Saturday, You're, August 26th. Yeah, that's right. week zero. Correct. Right. That's yes. not Labor Day weekend. Correct. Sir. That's the weekend before Labor Day weekend. Right. That's week yeah, zero. I'm not looking forward to that weekend. I'm looking forward to Labor Day weekend, which <laughs> okay, is week that's one. week one. Yes. Okay. That's what week said, one. That's week that's, zero. I said is that the weekend before. You keep saying week no, zero. No, you said the weekend before Labor Day. You said I said I no. Week zero. <laughs> that's week zero. Week zero is the August 26th game. That's week zero. Yeah, week one is Labor Day. The following weekend. Then week one of the NFL is the following weekend after that. Glad we went over that. Over, over, <laughs> all over that. Uh, before we get to Mark, who's going to be joining us here in just one second, yes. a lot of day games going on right now in Major League Baseball. Oh, How about oh. this score? It's one nothing Braves, top of the seventh at the moment. That's a hell of a baseball game. That's the one I got on, actually. I, I like four and Strider a half this morning. Live total is four and a half juice to the under at the moment. Uh, Strider's still in a game in the seventh. I would bet under if you're looking for an in game play. I'd bet under right now. Minus Absolutely. 136, Fandle's got it on that. Yeah. Uh, the Reds are up 4-0 on the Giants, that game in the bottom of the fifth inning. It looks oh, like there's some action going on here for that. We'll see what a live number will be for there. 
Yeah. Where's the offense today? Brewers, 3 nothing on the road, leading the Phillies. That total is 6.5. Burns, man. Burns is coming. I'm telling you. Told you it was good. Uh, uh, really Snell. Snell against the Blue Jays, one nothing in the third inning right now. Live total of that game is seven and a half here. Blue Jays are minus two twenty five on the money line, even though they're up one nothing. The live total seven and a half. Yep. Okay, closed eight and a half. That's good. Yep. So it's We're juice to the under. Game. Juice yeah. to the under, big time there. And then the Mets and the White Sox, it's two nothing. Uh, Chicago, eight and a half from a live total perspective, minus one sixty six money line for the White Sox, who lead the Mets. Who I'm not sure who's worse, the Yankees or the Mets. But they're both pretty bad. <laughs> it's funny. That was one of the subjects today on uh, on Better's Eye with the Rosarian striker. I was Which on is this worse? morning with them. Who's that was worse? the question. Yeah. Mets or the Yankees? I would probably say the Yankees. Said. Okay. I, that's what I, I said. I would probably say the Yankees only because of the record situation and being in last place. But in terms of disappointment, the Mets are by far more disappointing just given the contracts that they handed out. They have the highest payroll in baseball. So. I mean, your return for investment is not good if you're still going. They're both bad, bad. There's no question. But um, sorry, Will. This is fun shit. <laughs> the Yankees and the Mets. It's beautiful. Both being bad, both oh, being in last. I mean, not both being in last place, but they brought up the American League's American League East standings on the screen. It's gorgeous. And I did this and I went, wait a second, guys, hold on. Let me hold on. And I got the other glasses and I said, what does that say on the bottom of that? Who is that team on the bottom? You know, because they're Mark is fans. Mark is now flipping you off, by the way, in the green room. Just oh, I didn't know he was on. Yeah, I Moses didn't is, know he was on. He's early. Moose is I, now, I, is now is, giving you the bird. Well, so we, just, we, we've got to talk to Yankee fans. I want to know what's going on, the, the pulse of the Yankee fan right now. And that's why I asked Moose to come on. Well, the, the, you know, I, I, I would say, I would ask this question. Is there a pulse for the Yankee fans? Do they have a pulse? Oh, the, I didn't say Say that Moose. Well, we have He's, a pulse. We're alive and well. I don't know if are? the team's alive and well. Yeah, I follow instructions well. Peralt sends me an email basically uh and uh tells you make sure you're in there at 155. And you know what? I follow instructions. I'm there at 155 and and ready to go. Good you're to a radio you. pro, you're a TV pro. This oh, is yeah. I'm trying to teach Dave this because Dave's like us in the media on that side, we're like military people. Well, we're told to be somewhere at 155, we're there at 155. Dave would show up at 205. Like he, he would yeah. I, don't, I don't do that for anything else other than this show. And it's usually because I'm doing something before. And yeah. I know it sometimes gets you fired up, Matt. That's why I do yeah. it. So, so Moose, I, I appreciate your time. Yes. Thank no, you. No, you got it. Anytime. Yes. Good to be with you boys. Um, um, yeah. To the Yankees. Yeah. yeah I mean, what, what, what the hell's going on, Moose? First of all, are they trading for Otani? What's the pulse? What is it? Because there's rumblings coming out that like, he's actually going to happen. That they're going to just say, the hell with this. We got to get this guy. Well, I, you know, the Yankees were, I mean, they scouted him for three years. You know, the Yankees had had, you know, tremendous success, you know, with guys like Hideki Matsui, not so much with Hideki Arabu. Um, they had brought, I mean, they've had success of, of bringing players over from Japan and and bring them into this marketplace and, and having, and having great success. Um, and the Yankees said it spent three years on Shohei Otani. Like they were absolutely crestfallen that, you know, he sends out that memo that he's going to sign with a team out West that he wants to, he wants to play out West has no interest in playing on the East coast. And, you know, the trickle down effect was then, you know, the, 
uh, Giancarlo Stan acquisition from the Miami Marlins, where, you know, he could control where he wanted to go. And, you know, Jeter was running the organization at that time. The Yankees didn't really give up all that much, but Stan didn't want to go anywhere else and had had conversations with the Cardinals and had conversations. I forget the other team, maybe the Dodgers. I forget the other team they had talked to, but um, he ends up in New York with the Yankees. But would I be all that surprised? No, I, I mean, I, I would not be all that surprised that the Yankees make a move for Shohei Otani. I just here's the one thing I don't know. I don't know if he wants to play on the East Coast. And are the Yankees really going to go out and give him five hundred million dollars, five hundred and fifty million dollars this offseason after, you know, they gave. You know, they gave Colt North a $300 million. They gave Judge North a $350 million. They gave Carlos Rodon, who's blowing kisses to Yankee fans last night, north of $160 million in the offseason. I'm not telling you Shoei's not worth it. He's the best baseball player in the world. Uh, right. And you guys know that. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, and, yeah. and that's why Artie Moreno has the fear of God of trading him because, you know, the team is is terrible. They had 41,000 in the in the stand flight yesterday afternoon for right. a four o'clock, four o'clock start out in Los Angeles. Angeles, and we know Los Angeles is a Dodgers town. It's not an Angels town, but people are there because they want to see Shohei Otani. I get the Yankees are there, but the Yankees aren't really the Yankees this year. So, um, I listen. I, and he I can't think, say trade like a rental. Like, could 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 they actually use him as a rental? I don't think so. Right? I think you make that trade to sign him. I mean, I, okay. I don't. I don't. I mean, if first off, the the Yankees have done a, a, a an unbelievable job of hoarding prospects and then letting those prospects rot away on the vine, and then basically DFAing them or getting rid of them. Look at Miguel Andujar. Look at Clint Frazier. You know, Bird dealt with some uh, ankle injuries here in New York, and at one point in time, he was the Arizona Fall League MVP. They had Glaber Torres at shortstop for two years before it basically became abundantly clear to everybody else outside of the Yankees that you know he's not a shortstop. I mean, he's a mm. second baseman i mean he can't play shortstop he doesn't have a shortstop's arm why not go out there and have him and it was impacting him offensively so could the yankees go out and and deal some you know with jason dominguez um and as as part of that package a guy that you know they brought into the organization at 16 17 have really high hopes for yeah i mean i i wouldn't but i think if you make that deal if you're the yankees then you have every intention of basically opening up and and giving Shohei otani everything that he possibly wants Hmm. So in New York right now, if the Yankees miss the playoffs and the Mets miss the playoffs and they don't make a move for Otani, is it clean house time? I mean, is this that it for Cashman? That's it for Boone? Are we seeing a total changeover inside the organization or is there still going to be some apprehension about moving off of Cashman? Matt, here's how lost the Yankees are. I mean, you had, you know, you had Hal Steinbrenner going on local. I think it was on ESPN radio. Um, a couple weeks back, middle part of the month of June, saying he didn't really understand why Yankee fans were upset. Like the Ooh. whole idea of its championship <laughs> or bust for the Yankees um, is is kind of it. Unfortunately, it went, went the way of George Steinbrenner after George passed away. Uh, the Yankees love to pat themselves on the back. They love to talk about the analytics department, how smart they are. They're just as smart as the Tampa Bay Rays, and they look at a you know you're talking about an organization that's worth seven point one billion dollars, right? They print money. <laughs> Um, do the New York Yankees and and they continue to do so, right? I mean, they're they they're going to be unveiling a patch on their jersey, you know, tomorrow night when they take on the Kansas City Royals, and that's going to pay the in the neighborhood of five million. I mean, twenty five million dollars a year. So I mean, it's just it's insane the amount of money that the Yankees are able to make and generate. So if you're asking me, it's going to clean house? No, I mean, I, I 
Brian Cashman was just signed. You know, his contract was up after last year. They brought Brian Cashman back. They all, everyone within the organization loves Aaron Boone because Aaron Boone's a team guy, buys into the collaboration aspect, buys into the analytics department, is you know willing to work with others. They liked his, you know, they like the fact that he deflects the pressure off of the players, that he is a positive guy, complete difference than when they had Joe Girardi managing the team. So do I think there'll be wholesale changes? No. Probably. I mean, probably not. I think under the under the radar, though, I said this locally in New York. You know, the the one thing is the Yankees have really been analytics heavy, where a lot of their baseball decisions have been made based on analytics and and not the eyeball test. And I think slowly here, you've seen a little bit of a change when the Yankees brought in Brian Sabian and Omar Minaya this past offseason. Uh, from my understanding, that was at the behest of Hal Steinbrenner, where he wanted to bring a little bit more balance to the organization. So right now you reap what you sow. I mean, you really do. They they didn't make any outside of Judge and Carlos Rodon. They didn't make any massive acquisitions. Rizzo looks old. DJ LeMahieu looks washed. They don't haven't had a consistent left fielder the entire year. I'm not going to get on Anthony Volpe because I think he earned the opportunity. I think Volpe has got an opportunity to be a really good player. I think he's really raw, though. Uh, Glaber right. Torres runs very hot and cold at second base offensively. Josh Donaldson, I, I have no use for Josh Donaldson. And and the Donaldson defenders will tell you, well, he's a great defensive player. Yeah, that's fantastic. I can find a lot of guys that could be really good defensive third basemen that are going to hit better than what Josh Donaldson is hitting for this year. So, you know, you're even getting a role reversal. I mean, a year ago, the Yankees were absolutely in love with, you know, their catching situation because they were great pitch framers. Now you're getting the stories that the Yankees want to try and add a catcher because they want to get a little bit more offensive minded behind home plate. Mm. So um, right now, if you're asking me that there's going to be changes, I'd probably say no. I don't think there's going to be any massive changes. Man, oh, man. Speaking of changes, let's let's you, 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 that was outstanding on the Yankees. That was I got way more than I even anticipated. Most. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, no, that it's was fun. great. I'll be honest with you. It is frustrating to go out there, lose two of or three to the Cubs before the All-Star break. They right. come out of the All-Star break and lose two of three to the Colorado Rockies and then get swept by the Angels. Not good. I mean, it is. I mean, if you don't go out there and beat the Royals this weekend, what are we doing? At least at least Boone admitted after yesterday's loss that the team is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Put on that Yankee hat. I was, yeah, I, I had it set aside, but you be, you besmirched them so much. I didn't want to put it on, but I'll, I'll wear it for you. But let's pivot. All right, let's pivot. The Jets, yeah, hard knocks. Like it's nonstop, Moose, and you're in it. But everybody's talking about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and their minus money to make the playoffs. You're right there. Are the Jets going to make the playoffs? Is this is this compelling? Like, are, is everybody there excited to watch Hard Knocks? Um, yeah, I think now. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge Hard Knocks fan. Haven't been for a while. You know, I think it kind of has jumped the shark a little bit. But working in New York now with the Jets being a part of it, um, you got to watch it. Like, yeah. if it was the Bears or the New Orleans Saints, uh, I would not have been locked into watching that week in and week out. Oh. Uh, so yeah, I I think the Jet fan, the Jet fan's excited. 
I think they're nervous because they don't know what it's like to have good things. I think they're nervous because they know they're more comfortable with failure than they are with success. So they're just expecting basically Aaron Rodgers to go out the first game and, and tear every ligament in his right knee and be done for the year and instep Zach Wilson. Like, I think that's the pessimistic jet fan that's sitting right now on the Jersey shore basically wants to wrap Aaron Rodgers in bubble wrap before game one of the regular season, because they don't want anything to happen to him. So yeah, I, I think it, uh, to answer your question, if the Jets don't make the playoffs this year, it's a massive failure. I mean, there's no other way to cut it. It's a, a you know, and I know I understand that the Bills are really talented and probably more talented than the betting favorite to in the AFC East. And I understand the Miami Dolphins and Tua's got his own issues. The New England Patriots are clearly the fourth best team when you look at that AFC East. Clearly. But for the Jets to go all in this year and bring Rodgers aboard with a defense that would last year was top five, where they put the Quinn and Williams contract in the rearview mirror. They signed him four year, $96 million deal. And Quinn is a happy camper. And I think he's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the national football league uh, with IR. I would make the argument, the best cornerback tandem led by sauce Gardner in the NFL. Uh, really the sky's the limit when you, it, it, I'm not talking about that. They have to win the Super Bowl. No, that's, that's too much. But if you're talking about this team, not making the playoffs and say they finish the year eight and nine or seven and 10, that is a massive failure for the Jets. Mm. By whom though? Because there are scouts who are saying the quiet part out loud about Aaron Rodgers, saying, you know, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers, right? This is not Aaron Rodgers of 10 years ago. You're getting a different version of Aaron Rodgers in New York. Well, Matt, let me ask you this. Is he is his version going to be considerably better than Wilson, Flacco and White a year ago? But that bar is extremely low. Fair enough. But here's the deal. I'm not I, I don't need to be. It doesn't need to be MVP Aaron Rodgers like okay. the defense. Right. The defense right. is going to lead the way you yes. you could easily. Make, this is the best defense that Rodgers is going to play with since the Packers won the Super Bowl. Wow. I mean, you can make that argument, right? You could Good. look at it talent wise. You could easily yeah. look at it. And you're I'm not I don't think it's all of a sudden where Rodgers is going to be 31, 32. I get where he is right now. It was so bad the quarterback position last year for the Jets, like embarrassingly bad week in and week out watching that to where the highlight. And I like Mike White's backup now down in Miami. The highlight of the year was his performance against the Chicago bears. You know, Joe Flacco couldn't move. Uh, Wilson stinks. Uh, And then you've got Mike White who jet fans, uh, you know, clamored for because they watched the other two quarterbacks play. You don't need Rodgers to be MVP esque for this team to be a playoff team, because there are a lot of reasons that they've got playmakers on both sides of the ball. Garrett Wilson's an absolute stud mm-hmm. at wide receiver. I don't know when Brees Hall will be all the way back from that yeah. ACL injury that he suffered against the Denver Broncos last year, but we saw that Brees Hall is a game breaker. Um, the big concern when you look at the Jets is, if you like them like I do, is the offensive line. That's that's the concern when you look at it, is can the offensive line be able to be Hold up enough. Elijah Vera Tucker is really good. They have a 38-year-old in Dwayne Brown at one of their tackle spots. Makai Becton, I think, is almost a lost cause. They invested in interior uh, offensive lineman in the second round, who I think is going to be their starting center or at least their guard. Um, but the offensive lines, uh, offensive line is is a concern for the Jets going in a into division the with defensive line and linebackers sure. that could take the quarterback's head off. Sure, sure, I understand, but it doesn't. I, 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 and and that's fair. But I'll tell you this: if the offensive line, they don't need to be 
you know, Eric Williams, Dallas Cowboys, Nate Newton, like that Larry, you know, that, no, they, they got a, they got a block for the running game for sure. I mean, this, this is what Rogers is great at the play action pass is what Rogers was lacking. It, he didn't have the playmakers on the receiving side. They could run the ball at green Bay, but he didn't have obviously Adams to go get the ball anymore. Now in New York, he's got obviously weapons to throw to, but if they can't run the ball, Moose, this is a, a big problem. No, it's going to be a problem. And if you, and Matt, I, you know, if you get a sense that you're going to fade the jets, I, then that's where you're going to heavily lean on and say, Jets, I don't think the offensive line is going to hold up. I love what they have in a lot of different spots, but still, I think that that's going to be the big Achilles heel. And and I can't tell you right now, sitting here in mid-July, Matt, you're crazy. You're dead wrong. Because right. I think right. I think that's the thing that probably keeps Robert Sala and Joe Douglas up at night is that offensive line. Moose, do you go to training camp or do you go to Saratoga? Which one would you prefer to go to? Oh, Toga. Toga? Yeah, Saratoga is great. Have I'll you be been out yet? At, yeah, have we're you been gonna, up there yet? I have not been up there yet. No. No, Are you I'm going gonna be, this summer. I am gonna go this summer. I don't know when exactly I'm gonna go. I think okay. I might go up Travers weekend. I usually make a trip with my dad every year. It's kind nice. of a tradition. We've been doing it uh, you know, since I was like 20 years old, 21 years oh, old, wow. uh, different varying. Sometimes it's day trips. Sometimes we stay overnight, but at least one time we go to the, you know, at least we make one trip up to Saratoga. So as a New Yorker in the Northeast, like that's a place you have to go visit. And at, mm. at least one day during the course of the summer, because it's, it's just, you know, it's a slice of upstate New York right there on the Adirondacks. It's absolutely beautiful. I like training camp. I'll be going out there for PIX this year um, and covering, doing some interviews and, and um, we're going to do some preview shows. But if you're asking me, which one do I prefer? I prefer going to go to Saratoga. I'm a horse guy. Before we, 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 we talked to jets, obviously, but the other major story in the summer right now is happening with the giant and Saquon Barkley's decision to announce that he may sit for the entire season. What, what's the reaction in New York? This is New Yorkers are like Philadelphia, like Boston people. They don't like this. They don't like when million dollar athletes decide, Hey, I'm taking my ball and going home. We talked about Le'Veon Bell earlier, his five year too late apology to Steeler fans are doing the exact same thing. Does Barkley actually sit the whole year? No, I don't think so. Matt, I'll tell you this. I'll even say that I think he's going to be there week one against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, I, you know, I, I think he's, I think he's venting. I think it would be any, if you listen to that entire interview, it would be against his entire character, who Saquon Barkley is to sit out the entire year to turn his back. Plus let's be honest. I mean, did it work out for Melvin Gordon? Did it work out for Le'Veon Bell? I mean, did it work out for guys that went out there and Gordon came back during the course of the year? Le'Veon Bell never earned that money back. It was never the same running back when he came never. back with the Jets. I mean, he looked like I mean, he looked like he aged about five years in the span of about 14 months. Yeah. So I, I I think I don't know if he's going to be there. I doubt he's going to be there July 25th when the Giants open up training camp for veterans. I doubt that's going to be happening in five days from now. But I firmly believe that that he's going to be there week one. And everyone out there that's, you know, getting on their soapbox, screaming and hollering about running backs not getting paid in the National Football League. Let's be honest. I mean, how many times do you see people screaming and hollering about NFL teams drafting running backs in the first round? Right. There's a shelf life to running backs. So, I mean, are you really from a business decision? Are you really going to scoff at the the Raiders, uh, the Cowboys or the Giants? 
not paying their running backs and giving them long-term big financial agreements with big-time guaranteed money when we all see what this league is. Now, they might have ran the football a little bit more last year because defenses on hold got a little bit smaller because everyone's dealing with the pass. But you guys know this better. I mean, we all watch it. It's a passing league. And running backs right now, there there aren't really any true three-down running backs that are on the field all the time. There are guys that come on the field, specialized design situations, whether it be third and long, pass protection, whatever. Whatever it might be, guys that are good on first and second down, they take come off the field in third down. Barkley's a stud. There's no question about it. But the Giants are looking at this and Joe Shane taking the emotion out of it and saying, we're just not going to overpay. And once Daniel Jones signed that contract and the Giants were able to, to, to tag Saquon Barkley, as he said in that interview, that pretty much ended all leverage that he had. Last one for me, Moose. How's summer vacation going? Because you got the boys, you got Donna, you got, I mean, the kids at home, it's, you know. It's a nut house, Dave. Okay, thank you. It's a nut house. Thank you. Like, I told my wife today, like, next year, we got to sign them up for camp. Like, (laughs) I threatened my kids the other day. I go, I'm on the verge of signing you up for, like, military camp. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, I really am. Like, I, I, I can't take it. Like the beating. Like I came home last night from I wake up this morning. Take take one of them to like a day camp right from nine to noon. Yeah. And and he, he walks out of his room and he's got scrapes and marks all over his face. I go, what the hell happened to you? And he goes, I was I was I was rollerblading and I fell down yesterday. He's got like a cut here, a oh. cut here. And Looks like, like he went through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly right. They beat up, and I grew up. I had two sisters. I had one older, one younger. Right. I joke around all the time. Like the only thing they did to me sometimes they put makeup on me. Right, when I was right, a kid, right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing. Like right. these boys, they just beat up on each other all day and all night. And even when you tell them to stop, they just don't stop. Does doesn't matter. Caveman. Yeah, that was me and my brothers. We, we did a lot of that. But yes, I you have a long time to go. Our summer vacation is over in the second week of August. Yeah. You go all the way to Labor Day, right? Yes, we go all the way to Labor oh. Day. So we've got we've got a ways. So we yeah, in the it's weird. When we were growing up in the Northeast, July 4th was like the beginning of summer break. Yes. July, July 4th here in Vegas is the beginning of the end of yeah. summer break. It's so weird. Month. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, yes, like Memorial Day was like the early, early, you were still in school and whatever. But July 4th was like going to see the fireworks with my mom in like Pearl River, New York was like once that hit and you were having a barbecue and everything, that was like the start of summer. Going to the pool, doing this, hanging out Mm. with the boys and stuff like that. Now it's, I can't imagine that being toward the end. Yeah, I used to go to the the 4th of July fireworks always like somewhere around on the Cape Cod. And then I'd go to Ridgefield, Connecticut for the last two weeks of July. And we'd go to, you know, to, 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 um, uh, Rye, New York. What's the, what's the park in, uh, in Rye Playland. Playland. Thank you. We'd go to Playland. And then when big got shot there and everything else, but that was like the highlight. That was the beginning of my summer. Cause I had all of August with my friends. My daughter goes back to school, August 9th. Nice. She's, almost, she's almost done. That's crazy. August 9th. <laughs> yeah. August 9th. We're almost done. We're I think maybe we should send, maybe we should move out to Vegas. Maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> well, you should come out. If you want to sign up for the contest, we told you this before. Come out. I'll pick you up at the airport. We'll go sign up for the contest. You get out your same day. I'll have you home for dinner. Donna, don't worry. I just got to have the moose come out. We'll pick him up. Have lunch. Dave, you think my wife, my wife was worried? She's like, yeah, go take off. (laughs) 
Beautiful. <laughs> Mark, thank you for the time, man. This was a yeah. lot of fun. I appreciate you coming Matt, on. Matt, can I just ask you, do yeah. you wake up with an extra smile on your face looking at the Yankees in the standing in last place? No, because the Red Sox are right there with them. So I, I, I <laughs> won't if, allow himself to enjoy yeah. it. Because if, the I, if the Red Sox, Sox were right where the Baltimore right. Orioles are today, I would 100% be waking up with Vegas. a smile on my face. I would be like, this is glorious. But it's difficult to talk bad about the Yankees when the Red Sox are right there in the basement with them. So both organizations are kind of a mess at the moment. Fair enough. Well, so. guys, love you guys. You know that. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Thank man. You, Appreciate it. You Love you too, brother. See you. That, Mark Willis is joining us here the on the Bostonian versus Goodness the book. Gracious. Good to get him on the program. Hold on real fast. Keep good moving. Look at you. Get everything rolled, Swinging roll, roll on here. Good. We good. We're all good. Yeah, we're Perfect. all good. One hour into the show and we're rolling. So we're right on pace. We've done our good. We've done our good job. By the way, um, you totally jinxed the under on the Diamondbacks and the Braves. Said it. It's 4-3. There was back-to-back home runs from yeah. the Diamondbacks. Off Strider. And then Olsen hit a absolute just opposite field. The ball looked like it was a good pitch. It just carried and yeah. went out. So it's four, three in the eighth. Just going to say this. If you guys are live betting baseball, if you see a three and a half, four or four and a half, just bet the over. Like I just auto fire on it. I don't care who's pitching. I don't care what right. inning. I mean, other, other than the eighth and the ninth inning, if it's in the seventh inning. You see a four and a half. These <laughs> unders are it's dead, especially like, in the warm places and stuff. Yeah, we have, especially in Atlanta. Yeah. Places like Atlanta. I mean, it's five, nothing right now in the sixth inning between the reds and the giants. That game was going to look like it may go over. Right. I guess the, the Brewers game might not. It's five and a half live three, nothing in the seventh, one, nothing in the fourth blue Jays and the Padres. Even that game, seven and a half. We're in the fourth inning. Oh, base is loaded right now. That's why. Yeah. That's why it's seven yeah. and a half. Yeah. And then we've got the two, nothing lead for the white Sox. Tigers and Royals just started other games getting ready to go. But like unders right now in baseball, is just like, it's, so it's an ugly sweat. It does. It's not comfortable at all. Betting the under base. It's, it's absolutely impossible right now to logically and fairly go ahead and say, yeah, under seven and a half, go ahead and bet it. <laughs> Good luck. It's, it's very hard. Another home run. Another home run for Arizona, 5-3. 5-3. Carroll, actually. 8.5 eight was the live total. That's going to go over as well. So, yeah, yeah. it's 5-3 in the eighth. Uh, okay, so Brigade Proxy, you guys, 702-570-8255. That's text number. At Brigade Proxy on Twitter or BrigadeProxy at gmail.com. Send emails in. We got two more emails yesterday off the show that was good. People coming on in, making their appointments for us to come on and be a part of your football season this coming year, either the Westgate and or Circa Million Survivor. So looking forward to seeing you guys. It's going to get very busy like we were talking about here <laughs> in the month of. Are you signing somebody up tonight? Is that what, what, what I'm seeing? Uh, I don't know if he's signing up tonight. Or later on. Meadowlands Rob is coming to town. Oh. for He's going to be here for the rest of the weekend. I okay. said you don't have to sign up today when you get here. Yeah. You're going to be here all weekend. We can make that time. It's more convenient for both of us. But well, it may, it may, it could just be depending on what time he's got to do it. Sports Grid is deciding to put me locked down for the next four days. So <laughs> I'm on Sports Grid a lot the next four days. I'm on tonight. I'm on Friday. I'm on Saturday. I'm on Sunday. So yeah, we get to we get to we get to do this first hour of the of the show when I come on, you come on, and the other person tonight it's Ranieri. Ranieri be tonight. the foil. 
yeah. that'll be good. So if you want to watch us again, if you saw us on Monday, you'll see it tonight. You'll right. see me and Dave. You don't work Fridays or you do work on Fridays. If something happens here and I get to go see Otani pitch in Anaheim oh. against the Pirates on Friday. Oh, that's why if you weren't volunteering for that shift there i was going to say let's drive and go oh i would have gone because, for sure yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting to get confirmation on tickets and all that other stuff but it, it all happens last minute so but you're a good driver and i, I don't want to drive so i was like oh we could do that but we'll see so yes friday is the plan is if i don't get the tickets i'll be on the show Okay. Good to know. So you'll yeah. see that Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, you'll see me four hours on Sunday. You see a lot of me on Sunday on Sports Grid. <laughs> so what? You see the chat? There's a lot. Yeah. I just looked down on the chat. Mr. C said, will you Vogue for me? Somebody typed something the other day about voguing and it was supposed to be just a different thing. And now these guys are in here making me laugh while I look down and keeping right. me distracted. Keep us on point. Please. All right. So the Kelsey brothers do a podcast every single week. Yes. They, they decided do. last week of their podcast to address sports betting and the yeah. numbers are pretty interesting. So Travis, as did Jason, Travis plays for Jason is older. He's yep. the lineman for the Eagles. Travis is the tight end for the chiefs that everybody yes. knows. So the line that Travis said to Jason was, what am I missing? Why are players getting confused that they can't gamble or that they can gamble on NFL games? Yeah. Travis continued. I don't know what they do in Philly. I've only been in Kansas city, but every single year in training camp, you get told there is no betting in the facility and in any NFL bet betting or in a building, excuse me, no betting period. period. You cannot bet on NFL games at all. That's at my all. understanding of the rule the entire time before sports betting was allowed, before we had all these casinos as sponsors in the NFL, I've completely understood that you cannot bet on games. Why is this offseason everyone getting hit with get it with betting on NFL games? So maybe it's clearer than we thought. <laughs> maybe the NFL has done a better job and the narrative from the agents is they're not doing a good enough job and that's why my, that's why my players are getting caught up. So Two things. Number one, it's nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific for the show on sports. Oh, right. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. they have it. People Sorry. were asking in the chat. Number two, the problem may be that this is this is a problem within the same companies that run sports books in different properties. You can get told one thing from the top corporately down. Okay. And at one place. They get it and they explain it and it's very simple. And then in another place, it's completely different. It's like McDonald's, right? Okay. There's good McDonald's and bad McDonald's. It's a McDonald's, but some are just run good. Oh, some right. Are not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Franchise. You know, right. yeah. Some apply all of the rules that the corporate tells them to run and some let some slack. Right. I'm guessing that some teams are sticklers. Anal, not anal, anal about the rules. And I'm sure other ones are like, oh, nobody's gambling on this stuff. Just, 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 just put it out and do it quick. And players don't get the same maybe strictness enforcement policy, or maybe just some guys just don't care. Or they don't listen. Or they don't listen. But like further in that article, he said, 
the ease of use now is yeah. easier than ever, is it not? Yeah, Jason said, I just think more guys are doing it because it's easier to do it now with all the betting apps and all that stuff. And it's more traceable probably because people do it on apps. That's for sure. Yes. 100% is more traceable. <laughs> and we've talked where about you are that too. as well. Yeah, I mean, where you're physically located is the other thing. They can it's know where you are exactly. Exactly pinpoint that exact location. So that is also maybe newer than it was, say, three years ago. You know, there's more states on board. The geolocation is as good as it's ever been. Well, and also players see gamble here, gamble here, gamble here. They go, it's legal. I can gamble. And they don't think of, wait, it's legal, but illegal for me because I'm the player. I have a different set of rules than Tom in accounting who works for, you know, the local accounting firm. We've talked about this with a bunch of people on here on the show off the air as well. I mean, it's like speeding. You know, you 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 shouldn't do it, but there's times you're like, yeah, I'm not going to get caught. And then you speed. Well, there could be a radar gun that gets you. You're you're busted. You, ah, you, I'm at the facility. Nobody's here. I'm getting my ankles taped. I'm sitting in the pool. I go on. I like that a, a story that, you know, Kelsey told. Jason told like guys bet against each other's college teams all the time. You know, I would say something and he would say something and we would have a bet or whatever. Now they can do it on their phone. Mm -hmm. So no, you can't like for most people, it's pretty easy. You play football. You don't bet on football. How's that? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, is that is that too basic? Is that is that does that make sense to you? It does. But Travis is now parroting what Jonathan Jones of the Patriots said, that betting on your team should be acceptable. Do you agree with that? No, you can't. It's the rule yeah. is no betting. Yeah, it's that's it, fine. And, you know, I can see why somebody would say that, but then immediately the thought is, well, do you bet them? Do you bet on you every game? Cause the games you don't bet on you becomes the question. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I won't read the full quote because it has lots of F's in it. So will oh, you could just tell will and then <laughs> it's a lot, but he said, he goes, he's Travis said bleep. I'm bleeping upset only because now I have to sit through an even longer meeting on why the F I can't gamble and what I shouldn't gamble on. Now the league has to do their due diligence and make sure they're making it bleeping clear that we can't bleeping gamble in the facility or on any NFL games anywhere as if they didn't already go over that. I mean, it is the opposite of what we've been hearing from people around the gambling lines agents, teams, coaches, whatever of like, we have to do a better job. I mean, Adam Silver did a whole damn soliloquy here in Vegas about the leagues have to do a better job of educating their players about what they can and cannot do from a gambling perspective. And here's the Kelsey brothers saying, yo, we know what they, we know the rules, man. Stop telling us. We, we understand you've browbeaten us so badly on this. We know it's an interesting look. It's, I mean, they're veterans too, though. Correct. You know, they're veterans. And as you get but older. Then send the rookies then. Send the rookies job. to that. I mean, you're making everybody sit through it. They're like, you we got to it. Sit We're everybody good. Through it. You, have, you have to sit everybody through it. There's got to be accountability. 
and it's CYA. Exactly. Everybody has to do it. I mean, <laughs> I worked in the book for 15 years. I went to the same training right. every year. This is an MTL. This is, you know, suspicious activity. This is what how this can be misconstrued. This is a reportable transaction. It was this nothing changed right for a decade. And it would be like, it's that time of year. It's August. We got to go. We got to go again. It was every August. It was right. I would go on vacation, come back after my birthday on the 12th, the week or two weeks before football. They'd be like, everybody's got to go through the training again. So these guys are tired of it. The veterans are tired of it. I don't blame them. What is the alternative? Fair. No, it's it's true. You got to tell them. We've all gone through training that we can't that we can't stand. All right, Otani, watch for the day today. Aaron Judge yesterday, as he rehabs this busted toe, the, the conspiracy theories theorists think that Judge failed a steroid test, and that's why. What? <laughs> that's that's that, that's the conspiracy theory. But he was asked, saying that. Yeah, but he was asked about the 62 home run record that he set last year, and they're saying, "Hey, if Otani breaks your record, how would you feel about that?" And he said, "It would be exciting." If Otani broke his record, because right now he's on pace to do so. He's on judge's pace to break the single season American League home run record. First of all, what octave are you going into when you say it's exciting? <laughs> you, go, you go high. You went high. Exciting. <laughs> like you're making fun of what's he supposed to say? It's a dumb thing to say. It's not exciting. It's exciting. It it's exciting. He broke into football games last year when Just he did stop it. it. It's not exciting. Stop saying that. It's not exciting. You don't want anyone to break your record. Okay. You just did a whole damn victory lap that resulted in a monster contract for you. You don't want to see someone break your record. It's a, it's a freaking worldwide event. If Otani does it, they'll be watching it in Japan. They'll be watching yeah. it all over the world. It'll be of course. gigantic. Yeah, but be honest. Be like, look, it's my record. I worked hard to break that record. It was a big deal for me. If he breaks it, awesome. Good for him. But I know how hard I worked. I know how hard it is to break it. Let's see if he can do it. Be a competitor, man. Come on, bro. Say the truth. Nobody in their right mind wants to see their record broke less than 12 months after you said it. I, it's still exciting. He said the word exciting. It's exciting. Oh, yay. <laughs> the people love that voice when you go there. They love that voice. It would be exciting. Records are meant to be broken. See? Right. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> records are break to me. <laughs> Stop it. Such nonsense. It took 61 years for you for that record to be broken. It could get broken in 12 months. That's kind of a bummer. You think? That part definitely stinks, man. I broke your You're going to race from the – you're in the history books right now. You've got one of the records in baseball, and you're going to hold it for 365 days? That's That's – what are the chance stinks? Remember yes. that time I was the home yeah. run leader <laughs> for a year. Congratulations. There's no way if you give him truth serum, like Aaron judges is like, yeah, I want Otani to do this. It would be exciting. He, just, for baseball. he didn't say he wanted him to do it. He just said it would be exciting. This lie. It's a lie. Does not want him to do it. Does not. Nobody, nobody in their right mind. He would be completely okay with saying that by saying like, look, I don't want him to break it. It's my record. But if he does, okay. Yeah. Right. Records are meant to be broken. What the hell? <laughs> Stop.
Stop it. Ridiculous. <laughs> Not even close. I mean, it, it just adds to the anger that Yankee fan feels right now because even their star guy is saying dumb things. It did not just happen. What just happened? Austin Riley just hit a three-run home run. The Braves lead 6-5. You can't count them out. They are never out of a game. At home in particular. Man, oh, I mean, that's, man. That's a softball lineup right now. I mean, they just mash. Every number. That one number was four and a half. Now what it is, 15? No, it's probably uh, It's 11 and a half. Wow, that's it? Really? Oh, it's the bottom of the eighth. Okay. No more runs, yeah. It's 11 and a half. Wow, six, five. <clears throat> How about that? They're never out of a game. What a, I mean, it's, oh. it's going to be fun. These playoffs, I just hope people in Atlanta go. I just, they go I'm to all, the playoffs. They always, I'm always worried. Crowd. Now There's they want a, a championship. Chant in that. Uh, in baseball, I would agree. I don't yes. mind it for Florida State in football. I like it Fine, in football. I I don't, in baseball, it's annoying. It's, it's just too, <clears throat> it's just too annoying. It's I would me. agree. Mm. I would, I would, <sighs> I would tend to uh, agree with that. All right. Uh, college football schedule of the day. We're going to talk this. about Notre Dame here today. And this is interesting because I normally, I, I wouldn't have had Notre Dame on my resume. Right. Until we talked to Phil Steele. Yeah. Phil and, then Phil Steele, and then Phil Steele went ahead and put Notre Dame on my radar. And I went, really? Okay. So Notre Dame's total right now is set at eight and a half. Both sides minus 110. That's a that's a fair number based on what Phil said. Here is your schedule for Notre Dame football this year. Oh, they they have a du- do this. They have a double bye. Okay, because they play in Dublin against Navy, in a game they'll win by a hundred. And a point spread of that is what uh, twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> they win that by a hundred. They play Tennessee State win at NC State win. Central Michigan win Ohio state at home on the 23rd of September. Isn't it wild? Ohio state's going to be the big game for a couple teams this year. More yes. Penn state, Notre Dame, Michigan. Yep. It could be a bad year for Ohio state. <laughs> they're going to get their best. They're going to get a best shot out of three very good football teams. Two of which are on the road. <laughs> and one's at Notre Dame. <laughs> Well, no, was it they Ohio State plays at Notre Dame? Yep, and at Michigan. They play at Michigan. Yeah. Um, Ohio State's favored. Okay. But. Yeah, we'll see what happens, though. Duke on the road, Louisville on the road, and then USC goes to Notre Dame. Ohio State and USC both are at home for Notre Dame. Right. Not bad. <laughs> then you have a bye. Then Pitt goes to Notre Dame. Then the game that might decide the entire the season thing. at Clemson. Wow. Yeah. This schedule was amazing. Like this is an incredible. I mean, Notre Dame is going to be fun to watch. Then they go to a bye. Yeah. Then they play up against uh, Wake Forest. Then they play Stanford on the road to end the year. I mean, the trip, let's be frank, the trip to Ireland is not easy. Okay. We saw when teams go over there, it takes them a couple of weeks sometimes to get righted. It ruined, it ruined the Nebraska season when they went over there and they had that lead. They were expected to win. They lost. I forget who they got, got beat by. I forget. Was it Navy? I forget who they got beat. They might have been last year. 
Remember when? Yeah, was it two years ago or last year when Nebraska oh, went over? They to lost Ireland? the first two games. Oh, but they no. weren't supposed to. Um, yeah, no, it was Nebraska played um, overseas, right? It was against Ireland, but who they play? Yeah, because I went down to the MGM and uh, went to meet somebody at like Park MGM, and they were all wearing that Cornhusker hats, and they were all excited for it. Was my first. Taste like, of it. Yeah. And I was like, man, these people were so sad. Oh, no, it was Northwestern. Just, it was the Northwestern. It was Northwestern. Game. That's what they it was. Northwestern over there. Yes. And then they lost. It was the only game Northwestern won all so year. Sad. Yeah. It was the only game that they won. They went one in 11 last year or one in 10 last year. We won 11. We're so sad. Olson, and by so, the way, just hit another home run. It's 7 5. They're covering the run line now. Over <laughs> and over 11 and a half. Um, it's wild because you look at it and you're like, okay, so here. If you're the Irish, you're going to go over there and you don't want to show very much. You just want to get the win. I don't know. Navy might, Navy could potentially be in that game. I don't know. That might be a backdoor cover situation. Let's see. For Navy. It's uh, current number on that game is 20. So 49 you, is the total. So it's coming played, down though. A couple of places are already 19 games. and a half. Yeah. So they lost to Clemson, USC, and Ohio State. They need to win every other nine. game to go nine wins. That, that's possible. I mean, I guess they could lose that NC State or lose. I mean, I, I would probably lean over eight and a half. I'd probably lose nine wins. Yeah, it's right on the number. It's it's they win a minimum of seven. Yeah. There's no question. I think they cap. I think, I mean, Phil said he had them losing one game. Yeah, he thought they might, they, they, could, they could be in the conversation. One and be yeah. in the playoff. And, but that means you're beating. I think you're losing two. So he had he had he had them losing to Clemson, right? On the road. That was the game, yeah. I don't think they beat Ohio State. I don't think they go two and one of those games. That would be something else, right? That doesn't. I mean, I don't. And there's a trip up maybe in there too with the Louisville or the Pitt. Well, there always has been, right? Right. I mean, they've always had that banana peel game where it's just like, wait, who would you lose to? Yeah. So that would concern me if I was an Irish fan. It's just the problem with Notre Dame is that their fan base is the worst. It's just the worst. Oh, where's my glasses? Oh, I, no, I'm, I mean, it's just the truth. They're the richest fan base in all of college football. Here we go. They are coast to coast. And yeah. when they're good, they don't shut the, I'm sorry, Will, fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay? They just don't. They don't. They just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And if you have an Irish fan in your life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. They're church mice up until... Their team is good. Yep. And then they're like Yosemite Sam. They won't just won't shut up. It's just like, oh my God. Okay, your team is good. I get it. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Yosemite Sam. <laughs> That's what they are. So it's just, it drives me crazy. Love that guy with the mustache, Yosemite Sam. It's just what Irish fans turn themselves into. Now they can drink like fishes. Oh, you froze. Oh no. You froze. Snap your fingers. You were making such a good point about Notre <laughs> Dame and fans. Yosemite yes, Sam, two. pick it back up. Snap your fingers. I'm still alive. Right, so you're back. Now you're okay. good. Now oh, you're good. Man. Okay. In top left hand corner. Uh, so, I mean, there's that, right? So, I, I mean, I think there's, I like Irish fans because they drink. And I know it's fighting Irish and people get mad because the Irish drunks, they get angry. But, you know, stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason sometimes. And I it, college football, they're like the Knicks. I hate when the Knicks are good because Nick fans are so annoying, but it's better when the NBA, the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. College football is better 
Right. Not, not great. Like it's, it's good. When college football has the Irish, when the Irish are good, college football is better. It's good. I like it. Yeah. In particular, because LSU's, I can't wait to see if, if LSU were to somehow run into to Notre Dame in the playoffs, that would be amazing. What a collision of worlds. Oh, that would be so good. If that were to happen, I'd be in love with Who that. Who would you be rooting for? LSU. See, I would be hundred percent rooting for Notre Dame. Why? Because Brian Kelly upped and left. And took I off. just, I don't know. I just, I, I, Kelly doesn't seem like that guy to me. Like, I just don't buy He's a Boston it. dude. I got to like Kelly. He's from my, yeah, he's, of the woods. he's the Boston dude that got a Southern draw when he moved there, <laughs> the family and all that other stuff. I just can't buy it. Not buying you any. Never, you will never live that down. Yeah. I'm not buying it. It, it, it. I saw it. It was fake then. It's terrible now. And I can't get out of my mind. We'll do LSU schedule tomorrow. I can't. I mean, I think LSU is going to be a ton of fun. You've told I me this wait like for to, a month. Now. I, I just can't stop wait. with this bullshit. Sorry, Will. Bullshit with LSU. It's going to be nonstop. And, and, and I got, I got, you know, Butchie and he's a diehard LSU guy. We got a couple does, other does guys. Does he agree? Does he agree? Oh, he's already texting and talking about them going to the national championship. And you guys should have the show booked already for the national championship because LSU is going to be in it. Wait, where is it this year? Where is the, uh, where is the, the, the natty this year? I don't know which game. I don't know. I got to look that up. Where it was it just is. in LA. So it's probably down South, right? Yeah. It's probably in the, in the, in New Orleans. It's probably where it is, which I'm totally fine with going. So yes, but you hook it up. Let's go. I have not been in New Orleans in over 10 years. So I'm in. I love that town. Oh my gosh. Do I love that town. I just, I have a very, very large sweet spot in my heart for Louisiana, LSU and new Orleans. I just yeah. love that town. I love that town. I absolutely love it. It's so hot. It's so humid, but the food, oh. the people, the yes, football, yes. hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Guess where the championship game is. New Orleans or here? No, no it's not here. Not right? here. Not new Orleans. No, another P. Ralt stop on the history of life. Another one? Was it Nashville? Nope. Where is it? Would be ironic. It's not in Houston, is it? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no. That sucks. Of all the bad places I know, and that sucks. It's in Houston? Yuck. That's so bad. That's awful. It's in Houston. Man, alive. I've never been. Oh, God. You go see that stomping grounds that where you lasted for that oh, year. Damn it. Of all the places, <laughs> the least favorite of all of them. The worst one. Couldn't get out of that town fast enough. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're really? It's help. If oh. we get that hooked up, we're going to need help because you ain't going to. No, I got it all. I got it all. I got the Houston area Patriot fans. I hooked, hooked the whole thing up. I was in tight with that, with that group. They'll all. There's bars and restaurants. I know exactly where we could do shows from. Yeah. I mean, that's ugh, yuck. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. going to look at you. you <laughs> you're like, shook. you're like, I ain't going. That I don't sucks. care who it is. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, it really does. Press. It really sucks. I'd love you're to. Like Houston worse than you. You hate Houston more than you hate Connecticut. Oh, hell yeah. So I, I give me Hartford every damn day without a doubt. I, I'd rather live in Hartford than have to go to Houston. Please. That town is oh, no, man. There's, there's not a lot to like about Houston. The people are awesome. The barbecue is outrageous. It's so good. Other than that, 
there's not much else that I can really comment on that I'm going to say is positive about Houston. <laughs> Traffic sucks. Weather sucks. It's all awful. Not fun. If you go there for the championship game, you know what I'm talking about. Because where NRG Stadium is, it's a tra- traffic nightmare. Oh. Ugh. No. <sighs> nightmare on nightmare. It's, you know. We got traffic here. I don't want to go more traffic. Well, that's no good. Yeah, that's traffic at 3 o'clock in the morning for no reason. That's what Houston has. Houston's got L.A. type traffic. What if it's Michigan in the championship game against LSU and, and Houston? Interesting. Michigan versus L. I don't know. I guess that would do well. I think that would do well, numbers wise. People would care oh, about that. I think. I think it would. And I guess it would depend upon who they beat to get there. Like if Michigan beat Alabama in the semis, right? That would be like, whoa. <laughs> okay, now let's see if they can close it out. Well, I mean, in Houston, is is even if it's Georgia or Alabama, it's going to draw well. I mean, they're going to. Oh, every game. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's going to draw extremely well, no matter who's in it. And if Texas is in it, look the hell out. Like if Texas is in it, you're going to see (laughs) a whole lot of people down there. That'll be a very, very difficult ticket if it winds up being it winds up being Texas. So we'll see. That's all right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not in love with it being in Houston, but you know. Clearly, <laughs> there's others. There's other, I guess there's worse things out there in the world than having to go and deal with deal with that. All right, better to book a time. There is this is a wonky night. Wonky. There's so many baseball games. I got one baseball play, but I got a WNBA play that's already come down. But I bet it on principle. Everybody has been trying to get me to bet. The Las Vegas Aces. Bet it, Matt. Bet it, Matt. Bet it, Matt. So you're just coming in now? Coming in now because they're playing the worst team in the league. Yeah, but they're laying a gigantic It's down. It's 16 and a half now. So you can bet a better number. But Vegas has covered the last three games. They're covering all these double-digit spreads. Seattle is absolutely horrible. They don't have any. They have one good player left, and that's it. Vegas goes in there and blows the doors off them. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not they can cover and win by 20, which they <laughs> covered a 17 point line on the road already on this trip. So better to book it laying 18 points WNBA Vegas against Seattle tonight. It's your, it's your first WNBA bet. Uh, since last playoff season. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so wild. in the book, when somebody would tell me that it was like a winner, 90% of the time. Oh, really? Yeah, this is my first time. This is my first bet ever doing this. This is my this. This is your first WNBA in-season bet. Yes. We'll bet it. Oh, You're not supposed right. to. That's a ridiculous number. <laughs> it's a stupid and number. And you got Stop the that. worst number. On the planet. <laughs> all the people that watch the show and like oh, to say, oh, he got the worst number. He didn't get he didn't know what he's doing. But it's going to win. They're going to win I, by 20 I mean, or more. I get the best number more often than not, just FYI, because I yeah. bet overnight. This move, I predicted this move to happen. I said, look, it's going to come down. Pros are going to take 18 on principle. There's, yeah. It's 18 points. They're going to take yeah. it. It's 16 and a half now. I guess it might close at 15 and a half. Who knows? Doesn't mean Vegas can't win the game by 30. And just Seattle's four and 16 on the year. They're Fair. awful. <laughs> and, and Vegas is 19 and two straight up. Okay. So we'll see what happens tonight. Late game World Cup, Women's World Cup. How about this? Canada against Nigeria. Canada against Nigeria, Women's World Cup. So the other bet I almost made, I almost bet the under 
for the Australia game. They won one nothing. It was two and a half. These numbers are a little juiced. This number, this was three and a half last night for this for this number. Both teams to score is minus one hundred five. Don't know who wins. Don't need to know who wins. Just need both teams to score one one, and we're good. Better than hooking it. Canada is one of the favorites to win this. This is in Melbourne, Australia. This game. You've got Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand won against Norway today. Both the teams to score. Yep. I'll say bet it. Just based on what you told me. I have no idea. Yeah. Just need I, just need some. Canada's got some injuries. So 2-1 win, and we're good <laughs> on this. Okay. Canada's like a minus 300 favorite. What's the total? It was two and a half last night. Okay. So was it, we'll, see it. I don't even have a total. Yeah. Uh, the total for that game right now is um, what the heck? This is bizarre how they're doing. So now Canada's uh, minus two eighty. Um, double chance total. Why is it so? Why is Fanduel making this betting so difficult? Just give me the number of goals. There's goals. Um, oh, you can bet each individual. My gosh, that's crazy. They don't want you to bet just, you know, both teams to score is now plus 122 at FanDuel. Oh, wow. So that number moved dramatically. Yeah. That's, on the, that's on the plus. Number of team goals, you can bet that. First team to score, uh, score two or more goals. Players, you can you can bet on everything on FanDuel on this game. Yikes. Yeah. Both teams to score and a goal to be scored in both halves is minus 126 on the yes. I like that. Uh, to score in both halves, you can bet Canada at plus 146 or plus 960 on Nigeria. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So I laid minus 105 last night, so the numbers are against me on both those bets. Uh, and then the, finally, we're going first five over four and a half runs, A's-Astros tonight, based upon the starting pitcher for the A's, who is not very good. Yep. Has been touched up. Hogan Harris, left-handed pitcher. Not great. 6.51 ERA and a guy who's given up big runs his last two starts. Five earned, seven earned last two starts. He's lost um, five starts in a row. I like Houston's team total over. First five of the game. Game. Probably. I looked at that. I looked at that, that one this morning. The Astros need to make score all five runs for me to get here. That's what that's why I'm gonna say book this one. They may only get four. Possible. France may shut them out. I, I lost the run line bet on the Red Sox against the A's last night, so I was gun shot to do it again. Right. Like, I, was, I don't want to lose the same bet back-to-back days. It'll piss me off. Right. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So that's why I didn't do that. I just did first five over. And maybe the A's get rocking, and maybe France gets touched up big time. Maybe they get three off France, and then we get the over that way. And I would have been mad at myself. Three, three after five, and I'm kicking myself saying, why well, didn't you bet the over? Yeah. Favorite thing Hold about on. today? Ooh, I on. have, I have, I have two better bookets for okay. you. Okay, sure. Two. I went on with Irizarry this morning and, okay. and Stryker, and I gave him the San Francisco Cincinnati game under, which that's looking pretty good so far. So it's five nothing there. Oh, what was the number? San Diego uh, was under eight and a half, I believe. You're at six nine. right now, top of the ninth. Yeah, it was under. No, it was under nine. On oh, so you're good there. So I okay, think nice. we should be okay. Okay. Um, and then I also gave him San Diego, Toronto under, 
which a lot of people had, but that's looking good too so far. The other one that hadn't started is Baltimore and Tampa, first five over. And what I told them, and I'll tell you and the brigade, Kyle Gibson's given up at least four runs in four of his last five starts. That's a 7.62 ERA and a 1.62 whip over that stretch. Okay. It's priced like Tampa's just going to walk all over them. The side is scary, but the total is scary because I don't know how many runs Tampa's going to score in the game. You know, they're going to, I think they're going to score quick, but then they stop the bleeding. And then you got to worry about the game going over. So that's why the first five. So there you go. Tampa is on the year now at home. They're 52, 43, and four to the over on the road for the game. Oh, no. So sorry. No, that's for, 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 no, yeah, for the game. Right. And at home, Tampa is 31, 18, and one for the game. Oh, to the over. They score a lot. As on the road, Baltimore is the number one over team. Right. on the road in baseball at 26, 14 and five. So I've looked at this too. And so I may lean towards the game over game here. Over. Okay. Just because right. I want the bullpens in play. Right. And eight's not that high. I know it's glass now and Gibson, but if glass now spins one, you may need the bullpen to get right up. That's the problem. Like the glass now factor, he just came back. So, yep. He, and he looked really good in his last start. Which, yep. So I said first five. That's why I sh- I shortened the game and went over. But yeah, over eight. Book, what do you think? I bet that. Yeah, I bet okay. it. I like it. Right. I I like the over a bit more. But I do think the I think you I think you'll be good on that. I, I would bet that just because of what the Rays and the Orioles do offensively. I mean, you can't bet unders with either team right now. It's just, it's just I don't think idea. so. It's a bad idea <laughs> on on both teams. Yeah, that's. That's a that's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, all right. So we can let go of Sports Grid here. We appreciate you guys on Sports Grid. Tomorrow is a roll call Friday. So if you guys will be tuning in for the show tomorrow, always a lot of fun. We'll have a guest or two stop by. It's always going to be an interesting day. So definitely stay tuned uh, for that. If you guys are live on YouTube or live on Twitter, do not move because you guys get bonus time. Okay. Favorite thing about today is what? Put it off again with double guest show. I mean, this is this is good, but a couple people coming to town today, maybe this weekend. We're working on some other things. All of that, all good. But um, I think the favorite thing about today so far is that the golf was on all morning. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Like everybody in the house was sleeping. I like the early start. We were talking last night about some other stuff and. Hopefully, uh, wow, three golfers now at five under. Oh, who's the fifth? Who's the third? Grillo. Oh, oh, Emmanuel Grillo. Yeah, Grillo. That's that's one of Cam's guys. Cam's on him a lot. Okay, he was on him for first round, so that's good to get a piece of him. No, but I enjoyed the early start. Um, I've been up, we're hanging up here, and I'm going to take a nice nap. There you go. Before. We get to do our thing again at uh, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 Central on Sports Grid tonight. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to that. Uh, yeah, tomorrow, Jordan Spieth, good 69 uh, Jordan Spieth today. Stewart Sink shot a 68 to roll back the time, the hands of time a little bit. Cantlay shot a 70. Scheffler shot a, shot a 70. Good bounce back for him. He was all over the place today. My goodness. He had three bogeys and four birdies. Woof. 
up and down round gets to one under par for him. Um, yeah, it, it's a funky thing because I haven't bet. I don't have any action on the open yet. I'm going to do this all heading towards the weekend after the cut. Mm. I wanted to see how day one went and I wanted to see how the weather rolled in on Friday, how that was going to look. So we'll see tomorrow. It's going to change everything. If it's yeah. going to be as forecasted, it's yeah. going to change everything, which makes all that pre-tournament handicapping worthless. Which is why I didn't do it. So, and I'm going to wait and see how, because a lot of the bad weather players, the, the European, the Euro guys, <laughs> they they get massive value. This is what they do. They know how to play this way more than Americans. So, I mean, Justin Thomas needs. Were to you a good mother in the like? It, no, I hate. In the rain I hate playing in the, in the cold and the rain. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> right, would rather not do it. Hate it. Absolutely I, hate it. I Suffering actually, through it. I learned to play more in that. Oh. So I I actually became good at it. I hated it, but I played in it. And I could I could play where I, you could see other guys would be like you and they'd be putting wet. No, I don't hear the wet. It's just the, the course just plays so differently. I mean, the, the the greens are so different. The rolling of the greens is totally different. Nothing rolled. Yeah, it sucks. You can take up massive chunks of ground to get dirty and all that other stuff. Mud on your ball. You can't. You and can't I would watch the other guy get madder and madder and madder playing. I'd be like, we ain't going nowhere. And so I learned how to play in it. But now. Being out west as long as I have, completely soft. Yeah, because it's it's I a totally want different to go sport. Out and look at it while it's raining. No, it's not. It's not. It's not enjoyable. It's, it's not fun. So, <laughs> uh, we I think you guys will be happy. Who's coming on tomorrow? We'll tease it. We'll let you guys tune in tomorrow for a roll call Friday. Should be a big and fun show. Roll call Friday for us coming up on that. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Keep Please do pushing those. Mentions, we guys dropping the comments. Shorts. shorts are coming. A lot of the fun things are going on. We're trying to really gonna push the our YouTube channel really aggressively coming yes. up this football season. Really try to drive that as much as possible and really put some gas in the tank for our YouTube channel. So any help you guys could do with that, we really would appreciate it. He is Dave. I am Matt. We are back tomorrow. Roll call Friday coming up for Friday's BVB. <laughs>